There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello everybody and welcome to the Triple Jump Podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name, my name is Ben. My name is Purple. And my name is Ashton. She didn't have to put a voice on. <laughs> I didn't have to put a voice on. Ashton's not well. I'm sick. But you came in especially to talk about video games with us today. I did. I did. Because I literally nice. could not stare at the walls of my flat anymore. Ah. If God. any of the Cultaholic uh, podcast hosts get sick in the next week... And they happen to be sat using that microphone, microphone number two. two. Number two. Then, sorry about it. Ashton's fault. Whoops. Or if me or Ben happen to get sick in the next couple of. I still days. think it's the sick that you guys had a couple of weeks ago. Really, the sick. The, the, sick. the one was, that was thing going is It was around. longer than a couple of weeks ago. Now it's about a month ago. No, yeah. it wasn't that long ago. I don't think. It well, was. Alex had it last week. Alex has got something. He's got. He's had a cold. Is it the same one or well, is it invariant? I don't know. Alex had something else. Um, I mean, I don't want to like publicly discuss Alex's medical history on the podcast. We should absolutely. He's been coughing and spluttering, and I just assumed that that's where I've got it from because he said he was sick. Then he took two days off, and then he came back. You might have got it from Alex. I was sick on Friday. I got sick Friday night, Mm. so I think. Alex. Just me, Alex didn't have the cultaholic cold. Ah, yeah. I feel like the cultaholic cold. So we're introducing cold a new cold to the and left. Yeah. yeah, I managed to avoid that one. But then I... Alex got sick, and you maybe have got Alex's sickness. <sighs> you know, can you the just, Alex variant? Can you just go home, please? No, Alex okay, variant. I'm fine. Can you just go, <laughs> it's can you fine. Just go home. <laughs> I'm fine. You've had a great week, though, haven't you? Yes, I had to call the fire brigade on Monday. It was exciting. Why? Well, the fire alarms in my. Were you fa- cooking? No, no, I actually didn't cook Doing anything. Doing a main menu. I was really home. not very well on Monday night, so I was just in bed. I had a headache, and then suddenly the fire alarm in my flat <sighs> stuck going off, and I was like. Who is doing this? So I open my door to like see if I can, if anyone's going fire to see if there's actually <laughs> fire, a fire. fire. And then two other girls, like a girl from upstairs and the girl next door, were like, hmm, "What's going on? Maybe we should go outside." And I was like, "Okay, fine." I was in my socks. I didn't even put my shoes on. Went outside, and the fire alarm was going off for like 15 minutes. And I was like, "I don't know what to do in this situation because we can't turn it off. There's no 
mm. obvious fire. So I looked up like the Italian and Weir fire department and they did they had like obviously there's nine 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 for an emergency, mm. but I thought it's probably not an emergency, you it's know. Pr- it might I can't just be see fire. a fire. I just call Sam on his mobile so number called, rather than nine nine nine. I called the number like that was on the thing of the the fire service and the lady was like, Hello. I was like, Oh yeah, fire alarm's going off. We we can't see a fire. Um, but the fire alarm's going off. And she was like, Okay, we'll send someone over, they'll be there shortly. Then me thinking that maybe there'll be a van. Maybe a van will come over. Maybe the fire van. The fire van will come out. That you see driving around and you think, what's that going to do? He just comes to turn off our fire alarms. Um, But then two full fire engines full of firefighters with their sirens and lights on pulled up. And I was like, I'm very embarrassed. (laughs) (laughs) What if I die? called these people out. Um, But they just, it was just a faulty um, fire alarm. Yeah. Meanwhile, an orphanage burned to the ground. <laughs> Ashton, yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I did say like you know, there's yeah. not actually a fire. I didn't realize two full firefighter crews are gonna roll up. Unbelievable. I had that once where out it's of my window bridge. from my old flat on the quayside, I could mm. see a small fire just burning. It was just some oh, rubbish yeah, that had been like that. put in a corner. Just out the back. It was like up against a building. I thought someone was burning evidence or something. So I rang the fire brigade, but I was like, it's not. It's not like a big fire but there's a fire and it, someone's going to put it out yeah, yeah i'm not, not going to go it. do it <laughs> it's not my job uh and they were like okay we'll send someone out and again like a, a giant fire engine with blue lights and a crew of like four people turned up yeah. and then they they walked up to it all four of them looked at it walked back to the fire engine got a fire extinguisher <laughs> and just went and then left <laughs> well our guys brought in a big ladder pulled like got the it to ladder. the stairs and then we're like walking around for ages and the ladder was just on the just stairs. looking for a fire. And then they like took the, the ladder back out. And we were all like, our doors are unlocked if you want to check in any of our flats. Because there was only five, no, four of the eight flats outside. Mm. So I don't know if people were just hiding because they accidentally like set their alarm yeah. off or something. Oh God. But yeah. Maybe. I had a very stressful Monday night. Well, it was quite fun, actually, to be fair. It was quite exciting. Yeah. And then I suddenly was like, I am not well. Oh, <laughs> shouldn't be out here. I should no, not be outside. It's cold, cold at night right now. It's very cold. Do you remember when water was pouring through the ceiling of my flat and I had to call the non-emergency fire service because I thought this has got to be an electrical hazard yeah. of some kind. And they also It was coming through the light, up. wasn't it? Yeah, it was coming through the light fixture and they also rocked up in, with uh, with all their gear on in a yeah. fire engine. With the they came on. to do my fridge as well. Did they? Funky smell that. Yeah. And they took the like four fire. They were all men on the in this occasion. Thank you, fire fire thank you to fire our men. fire services. Service. They're the best. They just literally, it was like a minute after I called. I didn't even call 999. They were ready. Just a sli- when a I was in that day. apartment, I called every one of the three the three big name emergency <laughs> services at some point. I called the police once. I called the Avengers. The, an ambulance, the, Avengers. <laughs> the Avengers. All the only people I didn't call were Mountain Rescue and the Coast Guard. <laughs> so you know, well, that's worked my way through those. Design. Defrosted the Coast yeah. Guard, didn't need to. Yeah, I've never called the Fire Brigade before. I was really excited. This is our video game podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us this week. We hope you're all doing well. It's November now, and it's it's cold. And I know some of you are working towards Thanksgiving, but we're on the slow. Painful to march Christmas. towards Christmas. We've got nothing to be grateful for in this country. Absolutely so not. We We've got a bonfire night coming, I suppose. Yeah. That's... Oh my God, fireworks night. Yeah, yeah keep your cats oh. inside and yeah. your dogs. And your dogs. Can we go watch the fireworks? I mean, you can go and watch the fireworks. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you asking me? I don't have me? any friends here. <laughs> You're That's too sick, Ashton. You. you need to stay in bed. When is it? Doctor's When's orders. Fireworks? I don't know. Friday. Oh, well, then I'm not here. This Friday? Oh, yeah, tomorrow. Well, I'm not here either. 
Well, They'll then. be doing it all weekend. The, though, answer, you know the answer is no, then. The answer is no. The fire service will probably Sad have a lot face. to deal with it. They will. We have a very real video game adjacent sponsor each and every week on this podcast. Peter has the ad read in front of him right there. Where is it, Peter? Right there. We're sponsored by a, a country uh, we? this time. <laughs> It's not Romania, is it? <laughs> Look at that smile. It's not. It's uh, it's it's uh, a brand new nation. It's just joined the UN. I will walk away if this is anything other than spectacular. And everyone, it's not even a pun, really. It's just, it's just, you'll see, it's literally just. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone in that country, they just love like horses and they love, um, uh, they love like donkeys. Yep. They love noble steeds. Yep. Uh, coming soon to the United Nations, Riders Republic. But that's it. It's not even. It's not. It's just the words Riders Republic. Um, I got out of bed for this. Yeah, you did. Fortunately, it's not real. <laughs> really? Yeah. Thank so that, God. That wow. game we did a quip scope on. It doesn't. It doesn't actually no, exist. Yeah. Well, not as a country anyway. It's not no. real. Uh, no, of course we're sponsored by wonderful patrons over at <sighs> patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. You okay, Ashton? That was a quick turnaround of that sponsor. Where there was no... I felt there was a lot of there was a lot of legwork that led to just nothing. <laughs> just the day. So we just moved game. on very quickly. Uh, <laughs> where for as little as one dollar per month, you can submit questions to this podcast. We have loads of other tiers available as well. We love you very much. Please do consider supporting us there if you can do. Yeah. Um, as well as patreon.com forward slash team triple jump though, we also have another sponsor. Okay, you're both going to have to say that at the same time or just one of you. It's triplejump.gg. Hello, everyone. As well as our extremely real and totally not fictitious in any way sponsor, we're officially partnered with PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo to sell their codes through our own website, triplejump.gg. Here, you can get everything from topping up your digital wallets to PlayStation Plus, Xbox Live Gold, Xbox Game Pass, and Nintendo Switch Online subscriptions, as well as Minecraft mine coins. <laughs> mine coins? They'll be your coins any minute. <laughs> nice one, Peter. Oh, thanks very much. It's 100% legitimate, directly supports us, and provides you with the delightful digital currencies you're going to buy anyway. Visit triplejump.gg to browse our full stock. Triplejump.gg. This is a real sponsor. Now it's time for question one. Mm. Thanks, Triplejump.gg. Thanks. Thank you, Triplejump. This is from G-G. Blake Ferry, who says, Good day, BAP. Good day. Blake must be from Australia. That's the only place they yeah, say obviously that. Obviously, from Australia. Do you think we will ever see a return of the light gun and the games associated with it? The Time Crisis series and Point Blank were some of my favorite games as a child. And the only thing to have. An, and the only thing to have tried it again since is the Wii, and more recently PSVR. But VR is quite expensive, and there are not as many games as one would hope for the price point. Keep doing what you're doing, and don't ever change. Big love from down under. Proven. Oh, Blake. You're Blake. Right. Thank you, Mr. Ferry. You did it. Oh, God, my Thanks, paper Blake. nearly fell. Um, so it's weird energy here today. It is a bit strange. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I really like playing light gun games, but I've never owned a light gun. Mm. I've only really ever played them mainly in the arcade, um, but perhaps at a friend's house. But even like my closest friends, none of them owned a light gun. It would be like, you know, if we just went to 
someone's house for a birthday party who was like in my class and I sort of knew them. Right. Um, If you're having a party. Exactly. Um, But I would actually really welcome if like just a a standard, you know, non-VR, non-complicated, cheap-ass peripheral came out Mm. that was a light gun or something similar because we've got, you know, the technology nowadays, it wouldn't have to be a light gun necessarily, which like registers... There's a reason why the screen flashes on a light gun game. It's not just there to be like your gun going off. It's like the whole technology is to do with that. I don't really remember how it works, but it's something about the the flash of light. Um, uh, But, you know, whether it's a a light gun in that sense or just slightly different tech, I would probably really enjoy um, an arcadey shooter game on rails with a light gun just played standing in my living room at home. I'd love to see it come back. Uh, without having to invest in PSVR. Peter. Yep. How many times do you think you would play with your light gun before it goes in a drawer forever? Uh, I it, I don't think If we're would... going to get you a light gun, Peter, we need to make sure you're going to play with we it. We have light guns at home. Are you, are you <laughs> going to be responsible enough to win a light gun, Peter? Yeah. It, I think it would go into a drawer periodically, but would come back out again when new light gun games came out. And how often are you thinking those are thinking coming out? Well, we're, we're talking hypothetically, aren't we? Aren't we? We're saying the, they... The they, wiz- the they. wizards, them, the wizards, <laughs> wizards. should bring out a, a peripheral gun yeah. and produce games for it. And I, I would be a customer of theirs. Okay. Them, okay. the wizards. The light gun company. The light gun wizards, yes. Big light gun. Ashton, big light gun. <laughs> Ashton, would you support big light gun? Yeah. Or do you prefer to kind of go to your local high street and um, encourage people to shop at their, you know, small independent <laughs> light gun businesses. What are, you, what are you saying? I was listening and waiting to, I was trying to figure out where the sentence was I going. I thought you were going to say arcade. I just couldn't. That's what I yeah, thought was going to um, No, they're independent I... grocers of light guns. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this is my cold with flu meds or this is just how this podcast <laughs> no, it's really is already happened. going. No. Um, I think that I... Uh, had a thought and now I've lost it. Oh no! Um, I obviously in arcades, light guns are very popular, and I've played a couple in, in arcades. But that's basically my whole experience. Had to Google what it meant by a light gun because I didn't know, so I had to Google it. <laughs> um, and I did read an article that said that uh, light gun technology doesn't work on LED or OLED oh, really? screens. So it doesn't necessarily mean that a lot of that a light gun technology would work on modern day stuff Mm. so it doesn't work on that's why it doesn't work on the switch because they're all led screens and a lot of obviously tv screens are led nowadays um i think um and yeah i think that gun peripherals are still pretty useful i mean the wii one was quite fun that I had that, and the I've seen a VR league where they've got gun peripherals mm-hmm. with their like I don't even know what they're called because they're not like on the place the PSVR they had those big you know those big ball things the, the ones the ones that's yes. the word thank you so for other um, VR for other VR um, they're called hand dingles hand dingles yes um you've got the ones that you hold and then the ones that are just like um that you don't have to hold anything it's just your hands. And they had ones that they were just the gun peripherals. And those are pretty cool, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember watching a VR league of people like on the ground, fully with these gun peripherals. Like, and I was like, oh, that looks fun. It's like paintballing with none of the pain. Mm. Um, but I think <laughs> logically, with things like light gun and, and those type of games, VR 
is, I think, unfortunately, one of the most logical next steps for that kind of game. I've played um, light gun-esque games, as in like those arcade style games in VR. There's one where you're like trying to rob a bank or you're... Or you're the police trying to stop someone robbing a bank. Either way, there's a shootout happening. And um, things like super hot, I guess, not exactly the same, but they are that sense of being sort of stood still, shooting, then moving mm. and being stood still. Is it Virtua Cop? Is that what you play? Maybe. I can't really remember. I think I only played it a couple of times. But there are like a bunch of kind of smaller VR games out there that have those kind of similar styles. Um, but in terms of light gun, I think that it's kind of past its time a little bit. And I just don't think that unless you be fully reinvented it, I think that you'd struggle to. And then even then, I think you're right. There wouldn't be that many games for it anyway. Yeah, there wouldn't so, be in, in reality, even if it was brought back. Yeah. It wouldn't actually have that many games. Unless so. it was really popular and then other big brands thought, well, you can play with a controller or you can play with your light gun if you'd like, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's what I have to say. Um, I think light guns, especially for home consoles, are crap. Really? They've always been a bit crap. Um, I think they work very well in the arcade. And even then, sometimes not. Mm. Um, But I believe that if you want your light gun experience, you're going to have to go to the arcade. I completely agree with Ashton that VR is the next logic. It's just the next, it's the logical evolution from light gun technology. Yeah. It's the... You know, the the whole point of having a light gun in the first place was feeling more immersed with the game. Yeah. And what's more immersive than actually putting on a headset and being there and also having, you know, the peripheral to use as well. I agree. It's expensive and it prices a lot of people out of the out of that whole experience. But equally, I, while light gun technology may well have come on a long way, it's very much been abandoned. And there's sort of a reason for that, because gaming has moved on. Um, technology at home has moved on. Mm. I played various uh, light gun esque games that weren't VR with um, what was it the PlayStation Move on PS3, which required the camera and then the the wand as well. Uh, House of the Dead Overkill was very good for that, but again, it's like it it's got limited appeal because you do need to buy additional stuff for it. It's the same reason that Guitar Hero sort of fell out of fashion because Mm. they kept selling people instruments and people stopped wanting to buy instruments. Mm. And it may well be cyclical and it comes back into fashion at some point. But I think you'll be hard stretched to find uh, light gun technology coming back into fashion, uh, especially when VR is just going to be, while more expensive, it's more expensive for a reason. It's just going to be an infinitely more engaging Mm. experience, more accurate experience. Um, Yeah. There are are cheap, I say cheaper, there are... VR headsets that are not as expensive mm. as, say, buying a PS5. Um, but I suppose with a PS5, there's in, in front of you a lot more games, whereas VR, you kind of have to go searching for the games that you want to play. Mm. Um, but I think that, I mean, it is expensive. Every most, like getting into most consoles and stuff is expensive. Um, but I think that things like VR, hopefully, and I think more so now than maybe a couple of years ago, I mean, obviously, that's just because that's how things work. Um, and that more people are making games for VR. It is just a kind of a separate thing that is not as mainstream yet as, say, things like PlayStation and Switch games. A lot of these games are coming out on VR, but we just, no one really talks about them because they are quite kind of not difficult to access, but you only really know about them if you've got a VR headset that you've right. got. Right. If you're on going your head. looking for them. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree that I think that when we're talking about light gun games returning, we're not, or I, I'm certainly not talking about the actual light gun technology where the screen flashes and it registers a hit in that mm. way. I think like, you know, it's a more broad, a, a broad idea of a, a gun in your hand peripheral. Yeah. And yeah, I agree. Like probably the, the best place for that would be VR. Um, and if you, I mean, that sounds about right, actually, that maybe light gun technology doesn't even work anymore on modern modern TVs. But back then it was, you know, partly down to the limitations of, the the motion control we had at the time which wasn't very good uh whereas nowadays you wouldn't need to use light gun technology you would just use something more akin to the wii or you know playstation move or something like that so yeah light gun technology itself specifically is very much redundant and will never come back because it's not required anymore we have we have other ways of doing it but uh yeah i think i think i would play i would play peripheral shooter games without a headset happily mm. um i i i think you're right that with vr it's it's even better and more immersive but uh yeah and sometimes it prices people out of the uh out of the market a little bit um do you remember the aim controller from uh we we what was it far point far point yes. playstation vr game mm-hmm. and it was like it's shaped like the center of a bicycle yes yeah, it's just sort of oh, a square yeah. It's, oh yeah, yeah. It's like, or it's like a trapezium and yeah and then it's it's got a trigger and like a little stick and it's got the ball i remember finding yeah. that in astrobot and being like what, what is, is this, this i have one in my cupboard that was incredible. The mm. tracking on that in VR on the gun. You yeah. Know, you mm. could tilt it and it would move in, you know, as a pro, my wrist clicks. Yeah. You can move my wrist and it just clunks and dislocates. <laughs> um, yeah, like the, the, it's so impressive. And it, it is, if if someone, if you could show like a light gun game developer where we are now yeah. with VR, they'd be mm. like, screw light guns. Yeah, yeah. yeah screw exactly. That. But you're right. If, if I could play a light gun game or, or a gun peripheral game at home without a VR. My VR has been sat in a box mm. for two years. What VR do you have? PlayStation, PlayStation VR. VR. VR yeah. Yeah. I've, I never unpacked it since we started Triple Jump. It's just oh. been in a box and I've never felt compelled to do it and I feel like I, that would be exactly the same if there were, you know, God knows how many plastic light gun attachments if we did just bring the technology of them to now. Mm. Um, I wouldn't use it. I'd use it maybe once and that would be sad. Mm. A waste of money. <laughs> Is it time to move on? I yes. think so. It's a segment we've never done before. Not once, not ever. Not oh, once, really? Uh, it's oh. brand new. It's what we play in oh. time. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what we play in. Peter, what have you been playing? Uh, I went to my Jolly Holly Bobs for a Your few days. Jolly Jollies. Yeah, since, uh, <laughs> since the last podcast. But I have had a little bit of time. I've played a, a tiny bit more God of War. Hmm. But also... Uh, I've had a couple of sittings with Riders Republic. Ooh. Um, in fact, we got sent a code very kindly by Ubisoft. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, Thanks, Ubisoft. But rather than just do another quip scope on what is probably pretty much identical to the to the beta, thought we'd just talk about it here. Um, I don't know how I feel about that game. I knew roughly what to expect going in, but I went in optimistically. Not not necessarily in the sense that. I thought it was going to be really good in mm. that kind of option. But I went in um, with an open mind, I guess, is yeah. what, what I mean. You know, uh, uh, Kind of entertaining the idea that this this might well be really entertaining. Um, ultimately, 
I think it's not as intuitive and it's not as easy to play as I was hoping it would be. It's got a little bit more of a skill ceiling to do things like really well. And some people will welcome that. And that's exactly what they're going in for, um, particularly if they're already a fan of the, you know, if they're a fan of Steep, essentially, or, or mm. that genre or type of game. Um, you know, it's going to appeal to that kind of player. But I think if if Ubisoft are going into this feeling like, hey, that's the kind of player we want to attract, and that's really who this game is for, then fine. They've probably done a pretty good job. Um, you know, this is just steep, except it's not only snow. You can go to canyons and mountains and stuff, and that's all that's all great. But if they were hoping to attract that kind of player and also welcome in a whole bunch of new people. To me, as someone who never touched Steep, I just felt a little bit like, I don't know, I just, I felt like I was just crashing slightly too often and just coming off the path slightly too often. Not not a lot, but yeah. just not... I'm just pe- picturing Peter Austin Daredevil constantly with, with, rolling over. With all his over. safety pads on and his, and his sta- stabilizers on his yeah. No, I, I mean, I. so the game opens with, it gives you a little taster of like three of the sports. So you go on your bike and you go on like a snowboard and stuff. And I did reasonably well, but there were a couple of times where I kind of like skidded off the path or whatever. And then when that is finished, this cutscene plays... Um, where your friend is like recommending you to the guru saying yes. this, I found this awesome new talent. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I was rubbish. <laughs> yeah, Like I, no one would look at that and go, he's promising. Well, I had exactly the guy. same thing at the beginning. I just the, thought like, that's visa. ridiculous. And uh, then it sort of, at first it, it kind of forces you, I'm not complaining, but it, it forces you to play about five specific events before you then have the open world to fully explore. And I did pretty well in those. I came first in all of those and I thought, okay, that's good. But I still, you know, was kind of, I was only doing well because the AI was kind of letting me win, it felt like. And I was still like skidding around and it just felt really stupid that people were saying, hey, you're doing a great job. This guy's going to be really up and coming. (laughs) The Um, best cyclist I've ever seen. And then when I was finally allowed to go out into the world, the first two events I encountered were, I don't even know if you played any of these, Ben. They were like... Pre- precision cycling yeah ones. was that like you have to do t- tricks or whatever no it wasn't oh, it was okay. like across these like narrow like boards that are up in the air you know like um but like go ape <laughs> sure <laughs> it was like that you're going like just really slowly and around these bends and then through like across you know almost a tightrope of wood okay. and you're having to like hop up these like you know 12 inch gaps but you've got no speed so it's really difficult to get up and it just felt to me like trials but with all of the fun taken out of it (laughs) it was just the challenge without any fun so i immediately wrote off that style of event i was like i'm never playing this again i don't want to that is not fun Mm -hmm. it's not and you know i i will get better at, at it the more i play it i'm sure but it's not fun to persevere and get better at it so why would i do that yeah. mm. um other stuff is can be quite fun like you know actually doing bike races uh some of the the snowboarding and skiing tricks and and stuff that's a lot of fun to do um you get like a snowmobile just to go around the mountains uh, to get between events I, I found that pretty entertaining but uh i don't know i just feel like it it didn't 
I'm not saying it was deliberately gatekeeping, but it just didn't feel very welcoming to someone who has no idea what's going on and how to get into it. Right. Um, even with things like landing assist where it like orientates you the right way when you land it's got like certain things you know like on a racing game you can set your gears to auto rather than manual mm. it's the kind of the equivalent of that it has like certain mechanics in there to help you and even then i just thought this doesn't this doesn't feel like a welcoming game to me and i i don't want to like I'm, I'm not gonna get invested in it i don't think I also just didn't like the way everyone was talking. I didn't understand what <laughs> no, any of the dude. young people were saying. You know, they were saying, oh. The young people. That's, oh dude, that's so laid out. What? Oh, put a bit of mustard on that, my my dude. I was like, what are you talking? I don't know if it's because I'm getting a bit older <laughs> or if they're actually, if if people in that environment, that scene in the real world would look at that and go, that's really cringy and that's dialogue written talk. by 40 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, there was a lot of talk about putting mustard on it, and I don't know what. I don't even I should, like mustard. I don't know. I don't know who's put a bit of like heat. Put a donk on it. Yeah. Donk on you it. Put a donk on it. Yeah, I was about to, I like was starting this event, and he was saying, like, oh, you can put some serious mustard on this one or something. And then I failed it. And then at the end, he said, hey, hey, man, don't worry. Sometimes you put too much mustard on a sandwich, don't you? No. And I was like, what? what are you talking, no. about? talking about? What, what are you on about? Mustard. Stop. Oh. So that's a shame. You know, mechanically, this will work for some people and it's exactly what they're going to want. Particularly, again, if you're a fan of Steep, mm. it's for you. If you're not a fan of Steep, you've never played it before, I think, you know, your mileage may vary with this. Some of you, some people will like enjoy the challenge and they'll want to persevere and get better at it. Yeah. But I was just kind of hoping it would be a bit more like, just a, just a bit more fun and easy <laughs> to jump into. And it yeah. was a yeah. bit more realistic or challenging than i had hoped um i've seen a lot of clips shared on twitter of people sort of like chaining together cool yeah eye. sorry i have an eyelash in my eye and i can't get out oh no chaining together cool that's tricks what i'd seen doing back and i thought and oh stuff. is it that easy and i think that's part of their their goal is you know they want people sharing this stuff and like other people seeing how cool it is but my concern for this game, as it has been since the day it was announced, is exactly the same as it was for Steep. It's exactly the same as it was for The Crew and The Crew 2, which is great. You've created this sandbox and mechanics that allow people to do cool things in it. But is anyone going to stick around? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. is anyone really going to stick around for the duration or are people going to dip in, have a go? maybe save a couple of cool clips of things they've done and then bounce. Yeah. I just punched exactly. the mic. Exactly. Did, did punch you? The mic. But did you get the did you get the eyelash? No. Oh. No. <laughs> it's not coming out. Nothing nothing came out. It's of okay. It. It's all going wrong for I'm you. I'm fine. I agree like the the day before I first played the game I saw someone like doing a doing a great job going down this gorge and like landing on like stacks of rock oh, and like I think I saw between that one. them. That might be the same one I saw. And I didn't expect to be able to do that immediately, but it they they made it look more easy than it actually is. Mm. Uh, and I went into this game. Maybe my expectations just weren't right for this game, but mm. I don't know. The fact that they have advertised this thing, this thing as such a whoa, here we go, dude. Like put makes some you mustard on it. Makes you feel like you're gonna be able to jump in and put all the mustard on it that you want to. <laughs> and I wasn't able to do that. And that's what I found more frustrating than anything else. 
You just have to go get a sandwich and some mustard. I will, maybe yeah. a bit of horseradish or Do you something. Do even like mustard? Uh, on a steak, maybe. Yeah. I, like mustard. I, don't I'd, like mustard. I have the. I wouldn't have it on anything else. I have the McDonald's mustard in like a cheeseburger, but it's. So, I imagine that's so we'll that sweet. Isn't said, it? Get that out. Get the hell out of here. Get out of no house. time. But I would never have mustard on anything else. I once mm. had my dad's sandwiches accidentally. Oh yeah. Yeah, because he he made some sandwiches for himself, and I thought they were mine, and I put it in my lunchbox. Right, I got scorned. I took a big bite of that ham sandwich. Real mistake. Oh no. So. I think so I've done horrible. the exact same thing with so my dad's horrible. sandwich. Like I was real, in a real dad mustard, you yeah. know, none of that, none of that soft stuff. I was in a restaurant a few weeks ago and I I, I was ordering a steak, a little treat. Whoa! Whoa. Yeah, I know. Got break the bank. And when they came and gave it to me, they were like, do you, would you like any, does anyone want any sauces or anything? And they turned to me and said, would you want some mustard? And I thought, oh yeah, actually I do. I quite like mustard on, on my steak. And I said, oh yes, please. And um, they said, uh, what kind? I was like, oh, oh I don't French's, know. French's mustard. The stuff from inside the cheeseburger. And all I, the only mustard I could even think of was, I was like, uh, Dijon, please? And they're like, yeah, no problem. And they went and got that. French mustard is like the strong stuff. English, or is it the way around? I think English mustard is the really, really rough. No idea. Oh, no, that's what happened. They brought me one of each in the end. I think maybe they might have even identified that I was a bit, um. Yeah. Anyway, I said Dijon, and they're like, this is French, this is English. And I, I didn't know the difference. And I just put some English on, put quite a lot on. And I was like, oh, that's powerful. It was actually, it was all right. I spread it thin. Oh, and it, right. I had to do a bit of work. Sort of it, a Marmite situation. Yeah, where you go, you've oh. You've got to do a little bit of the dabs around the, yeah. dab around the steak. Peppercorn sauce is the only acceptable sauce. Oh, I love steak. peppercorn Peppercorn sauce, sauce is good, yeah. So that's what you think of riders. Yeah, must um, Can you tell it's nearly lunchtime? Yeah. I bet you can't. Oh, it's only yeah. ten. It's only quarter to eleven. It's not even lunchtime what? yet. It's only quarter to eleven. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're Sorry half an hour it. in. We haven't even got to weird news yet. No. So we're we've not even got to question, question two. two yet. Yeah. We haven't got to question two. Yet. <laughs> Ashton, what have you been playing? I've been playing some more Far Cry Six. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm Bug playing... report. What's going on? Um. So what has been going on? Couldn't tell you. Going through the world at any point? Maybe. No, I haven't. I haven't encountered nearly as many bugs as Ben Potter has. Yeah, oh. some people just I have don't really know. Builds of games. I mean, there was one. There was one point where I was the the male Danny on my, oh, my right. bed screen. It just my bed changed screen. you. And I was oh. female Danny on my screen. Um, but yeah, I haven't really encountered many bugs. To be fair. You talk about it oh, all, all the time, but I literally haven't found that many. So I don't know if maybe it's just because I'm playing on the PS4 and just can't oh, maybe, fathom yeah. loading a bug. But um, yeah, um, and I've also been playing some Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah, hey. I'm enjoying it. I want to talk a bit about how um, in the big discussion actually, I'll talk a bit more about it. But um, it's I'm enjoying the story and oh. I'm really enjoying it. And I got really excited because I could put everyone in the same outfit. So at one point we were all running around as Novacore and I was like, yeah, nice. we're Novacore. Um, Got a uniform. I'm at like chapter eight now. I'll be honest with you. All I did the last two days, I was off sick. I watched Grey's Anatomy and I played Guardians of the Galaxy. That's all I did. <laughs> Sounds all right. Um, and I've, I've upgraded, I've given everyone a couple more skills now. I think everyone, all of my team are at like minimum two skills, but I think a couple of people are at three. And um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I f- keep forgetting to use Groot. Like he's just running around and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. I have you. Groot's so useful though. I always make so, him yeah, lock down well, enemies. I remember to do that every now and then, but normally I'm just like 
running frantically around and pressing all the buttons that I just keep forgetting to use him. I don't like that you have to press L3 to get to um, yeah. Star-Lord because I keep mucking it up. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it more now than I was last week, um, having played more of it and having unlocked more abilities and stuff. Um, it's still not my favorite combat and I still get very overwhelmed and confused, but I am enjoying it more now than I was That's good. last week. Good. So I'm glad I persevered with it because I'm enjoying the story. So I think I just was like, well, I don't really like the combat, but I quite like the story and I want to know what's going on. So I went to nowhere. That was cool. Yeah. I went to the collector's I liked house. That bit, yeah. I liked that bit too. That was and cool. I really enjoyed the little tidbits of story. That little snivels. Little snivels. Snivels. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, I hate Rocket. I hate. I mean, he's meant Rocket. to be an ass. Yeah, but it's just like so weird. And no, and I think that in the in the movies, not to compare it in the movies, like I feel like that Rocket has some redeeming qualities. Hmm. This Rocket has no redeeming qualities <laughs> like none that's funny because i get irritated by certain characters that are supposed to be you know i'll, I'll hate them kind of more than you're meant yeah. to like claptrap i actively hate <laughs> yeah like not in a kind of oh, isn't he annoying oh, but i i didn't find rocket that annoying when like i mean admittedly i only played like uh, enough to talk about it and then I, i'm gonna yeah. play it after god of war but um so maybe the more i play the more i'll hate him yeah. but i thought it was okay driving force for antagonism and the whole thing yeah so like, he like really just, he really does just get re just he acts like a child a lot right and but this is the thing because i feel I like just, i just i'm like why i don't want him around i don't want him to talk like he annoys me when he's talking because i'm like i don't care what you have to say all you're doing is offering me annoying sentences and causing me to choose more dialogue choices stop talking all the time you little rodent i like rocket i think he's uh he's important well, if you like rocket so much why don't you marry him i don't like him that much. i just don't states. i just don't dislike him <laughs> i think he's I just uh, he's just he is what he's meant to be yeah but mm. i just wish you'd just cool down for a minute like give me a break jeez but he always comes back. Give me two minutes. He gets really cross and then he comes back. So he does care. He's just, he I just won't tell you that he back. cares. Whoa. At one point he wasn't in the game for a bit and I was like, oh my God, bliss. Ashton. Silence. Sounds this like, is sacrilege. Sounds like Rocket is like the Ashton of Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you. Just going to let the dust settle Very on that. Wow. Incredible. Wow. He wasn't around for a while and we're like, oh. You she, keep, she keeps making me have so many dialogue choices. <laughs> um, we've also playing a couple party games at the weekend. Oh yeah, we played some uh, Dark Pictures Anthology. I don't remember which one. The one with which the Yorkshire accents. Uh, Little Hope. Mm -hmm. Little Hope. Little Oh yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. Forgot about that. And we played some Super Mario. Um, or Mario Party Superstars. Oh, we yeah, talked about it on the Scope. Scope. Mm. Um, yeah, we played, I had to play that twice because we couldn't record it when we first played it. So me and James spent Monday morning just playing a game <laughs> of Super Mario or Mario Party, whatever. Um, so that was that was fun. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's what I played this Good week. Good Monday. Yeah. Excellent. They talk about mustard or steak for me. 
Hmm. What have you been playing, Ben? Well, I've been playing a bit of Far Cry 6, and they did a big patch that squashed a load of bugs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, however, squash any of yours. Last, <laughs> I mean, I had less weird stuff like falling through the ground. Yeah. But I still had, you hold out one to open your weapon wheel. Yeah. And then you use the right stick to point where you, you know, which weapon you want. Mm. Uh, last night, whenever I pointed it in a direction, it would go and like select and unselect it like thousands of times oh. instantly. So much so that I had to hope that when I let go of L1, it happened to be selected. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to pick a weapon. Mm. And that was for the duration of the entire time I played. Wow. Loading out, loading back in, didn't change anything. It is weird how um, many bugs you get. It's just non-stop. It's just... Whoa. Maybe it is platform. Maybe it is the PS5 build. I played the entire thing from start to, well, start to now in co-op. So I, I imagine that that probably has. Ample. Is it your co-op? Yeah. Or is yes. It, I am hosting the co-op right, session, okay. which is good. That might also be really handy. More problems. Um, mm. I do still enjoy very much how when you take off in a plane, you can pretty much just take off vertically. Yeah. <laughs> so you you literally have to go maybe three meters forwards before you can take off, and then you can just bank directly upwards. Um, additionally, when you slow down to land, you go so slow that if you watch your... There's so many things that it was clearly not designed for your co-op part, for anyone to see it yeah. from any angle other than first person. So if you watch someone come in to land the plane, it basically lands like a helicopter when mm. it comes... When, it, when it's at the lowest speed possible, it just slowly, daintily comes out <laughs> of the sky, vertically, just like a plane. Um yeah, that game's really stupid. It is fun, though. It's just, there's just so much in it. There's just so much in it. Uh, it's ridiculous. And the, the rate at which enemies spawn is oh God, so yeah. infuriating. You kill all of them in an area, and then another one will. It, it reminds me of the how they did the wonky police in Cyberpunk, mm. where police, you could see them spawning behind mm. you and chase you. That's what it's like in some of these areas. They like just roll up just, on a horse, and yeah, then just suddenly, appear. like, Two minutes later, there's a tank, and then there's like yeah, a where did the tank group come from? People. The tank just appears. Yeah, like it just rolls. Just suddenly, you're like at a, a stop or something, and you turn around, you turn back around, and there's a tank, there's a tank and you're like, mm -hmm. excuse me. It's just unnecessary. It really is. Um, also, a bit more Guardians of the Galaxy. Haven't finished it. Still really taking my time with it, reading all of the entries, making sure I don't miss yeah. any dialogue, and shutting the fridge door all the time, and. Um, I think I'm on like chapter eleven now, so I'm I'm closing. I'm in the I'm in the the end game, so to speak. Really? I wonder if it will have a like a stats page at the end, which some gamers do, and it'll say how many times you've shut the fridge. Oh, yeah, be good. Did you notice in flashback? Is this going to be a spoiler? No. Okay. In flashback, in basement, fridge is open. <laughs> fridge is open. Is it? Yeah. I didn't notice. There's that. a fridge in the basement, and you oh, did and I? you can close it. Oh no, maybe I did. I can't remember. It was a long time ago since yeah. I've been in basement. In basement. That's all I've played, though. Let's move on to question two. Let's. Boo, 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 boo. 40 minutes in. 40 question minutes two in. comes from Daniel Gregory. Daniel says, hello, Bap. Hello. What is the game franchise or a game developer that no matter how bad the game is they produce, they somehow manage to get you to come back and purchase their games and, or give them another try? For me, I always find FIFA and the, the WWE 2K games as the ones I go back to no matter what. It was also Call of Duty as well for a while. Interested to see if you have any franchises or games that will always draw you in. All the love, Daniel Gregory. Thank you, Daniel Thank Gregory. You, Daniel. Thank you, Daniel Gregory. Thank you, Daniel Gregory. Um, I couldn't really think of anything that 
like strongly answers this question for me. I will quite often just if if I'm let down too often, I will be like, oh, well, I'm that's it now. I'm not going to give this the time of day because mm-hmm. I feel like I've got so little time to play games nowadays as it is that mm-hmm. I really need to choose ones that are supposed to be good and haven't let me down in the past sort of thing. However, um, I will probably always try main installment Tekken games um, despite the fact that the last few haven't really excited me that much. Since Tekken 5, I've not been... Uh, I've, I've played through like the main story of Tekken games and then kind of just put them down. Mm-hmm. I think they're just so geared now towards online play um, and there's just less and less focus on you know, home, uh, uh, like couch, uh, competitive mode is the word I'm looking for. Um, and you know, things like the bowling and the volleyball and some of the silly things they used to do didn't really happen anymore as much. And so in that sense, I'm a bit let down by, by those, but they're not bad games. So it kind of, I don't know if that really answers the question. The only other one I could think of is EA Star Wars games, mm-hmm. um, which keep buying those. I will keep <laughs> buying those. That's, I mean, really, that's mostly because they're Star Wars. It's nothing to do with EA. Like I, outside of Star Wars, I don't generally play games published by EA nowadays. Mm. Um, but uh, and I have also I've defended Battlefront two in the past. But there are other EA Star Wars games that I didn't like. I didn't enjoy um, the the flying one squadrons, squadrons. very oh, yeah. much literally just played through the story of that and then put it down and will never touch it again. Uh, never never tried any... Well, I've tried one session of multiplayer and didn't like it. Um, and then also, you know, we've said things in the past about Jedi Fallen Order, which, you know, had a lot... It kind of left... A, there was a lot to be desired, um, really, in that. And there's probably going to be another one. Yeah. Um, it might be announced soon-ish. And I'll probably play it because it's Star Wars <laughs> and I probably won't like it that much. You're a slave to the SW. I am. Um, but fortunately, EA don't have the exclusive license anymore. No, so they do not. That's yes. all great news. Um, but those are, those are mine, really. But yeah, as I say, I generally would just kind of stop playing stuff if uh, it let me down too often. Mm. Uh, mine's not really a like game series. It's I have a real thing about sims expansion packs and game packs and stuff packs i feel let down by them all the time Mm. they're buggy most of the time they don't do exactly what they promise but still i'll like one table in a pack yay and i'll buy it because i have to have that table to build with i haven't played it in a while so i haven't got cottage living which is the new one or the new stuff packs or the new new stuff that's coming out this month that's all plants and i will be buying that because i love putting plants in my builds it feels like a lot of this stuff is available would be available in mods well this is the thing i have a lot of custom content on my sims and a lot of the time this custom content will cover things i've got loads of custom content plants and stuff that i have already however if you install if the game has an update it breaks all the mods you have Mm. to reinstall them so if you open the game without like re-allowing mods it just kind of like removes them all from the game. So suddenly all your characters are bold and naked and your house is a missing 
key oh, features. Nice. Um, but there is loads of custom content that I do have. Um, but there is expansion packs, and I'm like, oh, that world's really pretty. Oh, this one actually milk Cottage a cow. living looks nice. Cottage living looks really nice. I haven't, I have, like I said, I haven't played in a while, but I do have a thing for expansion packs. I'll never pay full price. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? I'll normally look online. Like, Shut I won't buy them directly down. from EA. I'll go online and find, like, a cheaper version of it. Because normally they charge, like, I don't know, for the older packs, maybe, like, 15 to 20 quid for the... <laughs> For the expansion packs and game packs and okay. stuff. Not like, I mean, stuff, so here's the breakdown. Yeah, go on. You've got stuff packs. You've got stuff packs. You've got kits. Kits. You've got game packs. Game and you've got packs. expansion packs. Expansion packs. They're all different. They all have different levels of how much they add to the game. Kits are just normally, so the next, the new plant stuff is a kit, not a stuff pack. Okay. But a stuff pack will be things like toddler living. And so it'd be like to- toddler, toddler living. stuff. <laughs> Um, and they're normally like five, they're normally like 10 pounds. Kits are like five pounds. And then expansion and game packs are normally around from like 15 to 20 pounds. They're the big boys. They're the big All boys. Um, and normally I won't pay that. I'll find them online for like a couple of quid cheaper. Ugh. But I do just keep buying them. It's really bad because I'm like, wow, what's going to be broken with this one? You're feeding the machine. Probably a lot. I am part of the problem, but I so just am I. really like the tables and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, expansion really packs table. for The Sims is one of my biggest vices. <laughs> ben, Ben, I've written down. I also get all the WWE games. Um, mm. I didn't play 2K18 though because 2K17 was, and 2K18 doesn't sound like it set the world on fire either. Mm. Came back just in time to play 2K19 and 2K20 though. The best ones, the really. Excellent one. Or are you being sarcastic? 2K20 was famously broken. Infamously oh, horrible. Yes. It stopped working. I knew when there was the, one that when was it broken. struck midnight at uh, it, to the year 2020. Did it really? Yeah. There was a bug in it that stopped it from being able to I don't be know watched. if I knew that one. I think we covered it on the podcast <laughs> at the time. So the sports, like a lot of sports games, they launch the tail end of the, the year, year before yeah. the, the one they're meant to represent. So it, it launched in um, it launched in WWE 2K19, uh-huh. the year of our Lord 2K19. <laughs> yeah. And then as soon as it hit 2020, it, the year people, that it was about, people couldn't open it anymore, <laughs> and they had to release a patch to make it work. But like there was all sorts of things. Like there was a huge graphical downgrade from a lot of like the. Uh, the the scans of yeah. the, the the wrestlers so the rock looked like a rubbish version of the rock like as opposed to the year before where he looked like the rock mm. um and then there was like horrifying glitches where bodies were like mangled yeah. and like people getting people's stuck in the road faces were like phasing through their outfits and their oh. eyeballs were out on stalks and stuff <laughs> like it was there was there was a lot going there was very so much wrong with it and there was there was a new thing like every week for about a month or yeah. two and that's probably why i don't specifically remember that story because yeah. you know <laughs> which just, week was that didn't stop getting it's like and Fallout 76. We haven't had a WWE game since. And even 2K, they didn't do 2K21. And 2K22 has been delayed out of this year. So it'll be releasing next year, which is uncommon. Anyway, uh, so I always buy the WWE. I've definitely got to get the next one because I can't imagine how good that's going to be. <laughs> Uh, Telltale games. I ended up actually just playing, I think, all of them, including the terrible oh, Minecraft one. Um, wow. Because I just kind of enjoy them. Like, I enjoy the structure of them. You know exactly what you're getting. They're usually an easy platinum as well. Mm. It's just quite a nice game to just play from start to finish over the course of a, of a weekend. Um, I still haven't played the final season of The Walking Dead, though. 
which I will get around to at some point. A Dark Pictures Anthology is a series that apparently I will never not play. Uh, played all of them since they came out and looking forward to starting the new one, which Despite we're doing on stream. Being a bit... Yeah, punk. they're rubbish and yet yeah, so fun. <clears throat> Uh, and the last one I've got down here is Call of Duty. I played pretty much every Call of Duty game. Um, I didn't play Infinite Warfare or Advanced Warfare, but those weren't particularly well received. But uh, largely, I've, I've played most of them. And I, while not getting caught up in the hype of the new COD game each year, I inevitably end up getting it like at Christmas when well, no it's one reduced. seems to be this year caught up in the hype. Of no, Vanguard. no one seems to care really about Vanguard. Hmm. We may we may be covering it on the channel in Quipscope form if those you know if some of you are interested. Boo Activision, obviously, hmm. um, but uh, we may well be covering it just to let you know whether or not you should even buy it if you are interested. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, I just it's just a series that oh the years stop coming and they don't stop coming. Yeah, uh-uh. you do they sneak around. It's like oh, there's a new Call of Duty. Well, okay, relatives want to know what I want for Christmas, and I I buy all the games that I want. So maybe that, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe that. Yeah. Um, but there we are. There's some answers for you. Let's move on to something a bit strange. We're running very long. It's called weird news. Weird news. Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Ashton's situation is deteriorating. <laughs> lights if are really giving me a If you're watching on that camera. That break there um, just got worse and worse. Had a small argument just in that little cut where we I'm were telling her she needs home. to go home. And Ashton said, I'm fine. I'm fine. But she was talking to us with her eyes closed because she couldn't look at the lights anymore. So it's all going really well. Uh, Peter, what's your weird video game news? My weird video game news is that there are producers for our podcast. Yeah, we're doing producers. Um, no. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was I, prepared. And then I you didn't keep do skipping it. past them. Yeah, my apologies. So, rude. Um, so this week, weird news <gasps> and the podcast as a whole is sponsored by Matt Barger, Sean Legg, Trick Twenty Four, Evan Breidenbach, Gy Goliath, Ellie Nicholas, Hutch Hutch Ten, Melody L Bonnet. 
Burnett. Bill Burnett. Dylan. Gabrielle Philippink. Adam Dawson. And Katie Garrard slash Jared. Thank you very much. Those are our podcast producers. If you would like to find out how you can become a podcast producer, go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. We love you. We love you all. Thank you so much. We do. Peter. Thanks. What's your weird video game news? Minecraft cheaters try to steal accounts... Download ransomware instead. Got him. Uh, this is according to PC Gamer. PC Gamer. Busy. Written by Tyler Kolp. C-O-L-P. Kolp. Good surname. Japanese Minecraft players looking for stolen accounts are getting duped by malware. <laughs> <laughs> Minecraft cheaters in Japan are being hit with some instant karma, which incidentally is the category that this article is filed under. Oh, Good. excellent. I'm glad there's a full karma section. Um... Uh, according to cybersecurity outfit Fortinet, wannabe hacker, which is uh, an anagram of Fortnite, but it's not nothing to do with that. Okay. Uh, wannabe hackers are being targeted by data destroying ransomware that masquerades as a list of stolen Minecraft accounts. Such a list is theoretically attractive to players who want to anonymize themselves to keep their main accounts from catching bans, most obviously to get away with cheating, griefing and other bad behavior. While it's unclear how many Japanese Minecraft players have fallen for the ransomware trap, Fortinet has dealed, uh, has detailed what the attack does. According to Fortinet, the ransomware temporarily corrupts files smaller than two megabytes until the victim has, played two, has paid 2,000 yen, about $17, mm, not a big ransom, <laughs> to rescue them. But it doesn't give the victims a chance to save anything when they open the executable file that they've downloaded off the internet and just run on their computer. Brilliant. Good. Um, any files that are larger than two megabytes and have a variety of extension types, a list can be found on Fortinet's site, are filled with random bytes that permanently destroy them. It deletes, uh, it deletes any Windows backup copies of the files, so you can't simply restore them either. It also plasters a ransom note on the user's, user's wallpaper. The only thing it doesn't do is take any of your data. How considerate, oh, it says. That's nice. The attacker demands prepaid cards for online shopping, gaming, music, mobile phones, and streaming services as payment. <sighs> the best bit is that, according to Fortinet, the ransom note says that the attacker is available only on Saturdays and apologizes <laughs> for any inconvenience <laughs> caused. <laughs> Which is my favorite part of the story. Even if the victim pays the fee, only the files smaller than two megabytes can be restored, apparently, which nowadays is not a great deal. Really. Mm. Everything's bigger than two megabytes. Yeah. Um, Except you. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, That's true. Uh, the, the article continues, but that's, that's kind of it. It just says, as always, whether you're trying to cheat at Minecraft or otherwise, downloading and running execute. <laughs> executable files from sketchy sources is a bad idea. Yes. And then in parentheses it says, but don't try and cheat at Minecraft either. Don't. Minecraft's so competitive. Thanks, Tyler Culp. Thank you, Tyler Culp. Do they know that um, uh, uh, a creative mode exists in Minecraft? Yeah, I don't really understand it. Um, I but people it's play like on these to go servers on and like stuff. servers and stuff and mine coins. Being mischievous. Yeah, mine coins. Mischief. Mine coins. Mine coins. Yeah. Who's, who's coins? Mine coins. Triplejump.gg. Mine coins. Go on there and run the .exe file that you can download. <laughs> it's called virus.exe. Yes. Um, and yeah. it gives you infinite mine coins. Mine coins. Infinite mine coins. Mm. Ashton, what you got? Um, my news comes from Fairwind. I'm Jonathan Wong on Facebook. 
and it's on Kotaku by Mike Fahey. Fahey. Um, <laughs> Someone send that to him. And it was. I bet that's never <laughs> happened to him before. And it was released this week. So it's not. Oh what we've done yeah, before. not like last time. Not like last time. They mm. said uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it's also kind of an ad for the product, but whatever. Um, now they're making video chewable game controllers for tiny babies. Yes, for tiny babies. Yeah. Thank goodness. Baby glitch helps gamer parents indoctrinate their kids with chewy little N64, Xbox, and PlayStation controllers. Perfect. Does the stuff your infants chew on look not look like a video game controller? Are you a gamer parent concerned that your child may want to go outside instead of sitting in front of a television all day? Baby glitches your back with a new line of baby gamer gear, featuring small-scale repl- replicas of Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox controllers with movable joysticks and poppable buttons, all made out of a delicious BPA-free silicon. Yes, finally. I am constantly telling my 10-year-old son, Seamus, to stop chewing on the Xbox One controller, but getting to the but getting to this point took years of training and discipline. He used to chew on just about anything. Dice, coins he found on the ground, choking hazards, warning stickers. Now it's mainly Microsoft analog sticks. I can only imagine how much easier journey would have been. I'm sorry, hold on a second. Your 10-year-old son is chewing on your Xbox I've controller. got to assume is this is a joke. A joke? Yeah. 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 Okay. I like how they said but it coins, sound- dice... Choking hazards, as no, though the I've, former aren't choking I've, hazards. I've read that article before. I think Ashton may have misread it. Oh, oh sorry. I think it's, I think it's choking <laughs> hazard you? stick, warning stickers. Oh, right. She listed it as choking hazard, warning sorry. stickers. Sorry, I thought there was a comma there. It's not a comma. It's not a comma. Are you okay, Ashton? Yeah, I'm fine. She's not okay. <laughs> I can only imagine how much easier this journey would have been if he'd, ever, he'd had a silicon game controller to chew on as an infant instead of rubber giraffes, blankets, and his twin brother. <laughs> um, we never heard of what the other brother chews. No, the other ten-year-old. He's not. This chewing. is what they look. Maybe he like. didn't survive. They didn't see. Delicious, to be fair. I think mm. this is a terrible idea because surely it's just going to teach your kids. Hey, you know that chewy thing that's like shaped like an N64 controller and has buttons and colors. Yeah. Here it is. Chew it. I'm instructing you. Chew this. Chew this, but not the real one. But not the real one that looks almost identical. But chew this. Chew this one. The founder of it, Seth Bruce, says, As a father with a new son, shopping for any relatable toy was nearly impossible. It was either a giraffe or a rainbow. Baby Glitch co-founder Seth Bruce said in a press release, As a gamer parent that that grew up playing the classics and the currents, I wanted to give gamer parents and future gamer gamer kids something that they could truly appreciate. I appreciate that the article goes on to say, yeah. I appreciate the sentiment, even if I don't appreciate throwing shade at giraffes and rainbows. Yeah. Mm. It's true part of me does worry that baby glitch controllers will teach children to chew on games controllers, as my son does. Although part of me can't stop watching the adorable promo video. That second reference to the son implies maybe it's not a joke. Yeah. Maybe their 10-year-old son does actually chew on, chew on the controllers. controllers. And this is a third part of me. I am a man of many parts. It's considering buying one for myself to use as a fidget toy. Maybe hang it around my neck with a cord or something so I can quickly let she it drop it. from below my teeth and pretend I'm all grown up. <laughs> and that's Maybe that's why your 10-year-old is chewing things. Because, because your dad's you're a chewing. weirdo. <laughs> uh, their Kickstarter has passed their goal, by the way. Oh, has it? It yeah. was only £8,000. So. Yeah. Mm, they've done it. So great. you'll be able to buy one. All those gamer before. parents. All those gamer parents. You're going to be so excited. <laughs> It's <laughs> my chewing sound effect. My, <laughs> my weird news is from Kotaku mm-hmm. and Zach Spison. 24 years after release, GoldenEye N64 is no longer banned in Germany. 
Hooray! Yay! Finally! Well done, Germany! GoldenEye 007 for the N64 was released in 1997 in most of the world. However, in Germany it was banned and designated as media harmful to young persons. <gasps> but now someone has stepped in to help unban the classic shooter. Was it An Angela Merkel? <laughs> it did doesn't she, say Did anything. she say... Hold on a minute. I don't think Angela Merkel has a vested interest in right, you never know. She James might. Bond, Nintendo 64. She might. She might, she might, she might be a big Bond head. As <laughs> she might have her hands in the pockets big of Bonder. Big Bond. Big Bond. <laughs> As spotted by VGC, Rare's beloved N64 game GoldenEye 007 is no longer banned from being sold, advertised, or marketed to minors in Germany. This follows 24 mm. years of it being on the banned media list in the European country, it says, which is a weird description for <laughs> Germany. What's interesting about this recent unbanning of GoldenEye in Germany is that it was going to happen automatically next year, as media on that index is removed after 25 years, according to Eurogamer Germany. They would know. The European country. Yes. They would know. However, someone or some entity stepped in early to get the game unbanned. We don't know who or what company decided it was time to free GoldenEye from this old banned media list, Move. but there is, there is a lot of speculation online that it might be a sign the game will soon be released on the, on the Nintendo Switch, possibly via the N64 NSO expansion plan. Did you see that that video is now like the most disliked video yeah. on their channel? Yeah, whole channel. It's got like 100,000 dislikes. <laughs> It's not good. Forks. The reason for getting the game off the banned index in Germany most likely comes down to Nintendo and its partners wanting to sell the game digitally on the Switch. But because Nintendo's European headquarters are located in Germany, it means that its digital store is the, in that part of the world has to follow German laws. So any game banned in Germany, and for a long time a lot of games were banned over there, can't be sold digitally on the European eShop. Eh, shop. Yeah, I can't remember. Did... God, thank the God for continues, Brexit, I but, guess. Uh, there we go. In my... The weird news... <laughs> Sorry. The weird news last week Sorry. that I either brought along or one that I was going to bring along was something to do with how, like, a game is banned in Australia mm. because it's banned in Germany or something. That is weird. Yeah. Um, or, Censorship laws are strong. Yeah. Like, Australia weren't specifically saying this is banned, but because it was only available, whatever this game was, via the online shop and... Australia is served by the European digital store, apparently. Um, it's something something about that. Australia so, are basically in Europe. They are, aren't they? They They're in Eurovision. 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 Yeah. Oh, I love when they go to Eurovision. I love them. Yeah, it's a weird thing. <laughs> I love like, Eurovision. <laughs> Germany is not the place to put your digital store because they are quite ban-heavy with things. Mm. Well, they certainly have been historically. There have been some major game... Big banage. ...bans and censorships in Germany... Well, Germany have had a long history with censorship, haven't they? Well, yes, I suppose so. <laughs> certainly have. Not anymore, though. Goldeneye's back, baby. Uh, question three. Marvel. This is from Jules, uh, who says, Sup, Bap. Having Sup. recently oh, yeah. completed all 208 levels on Peggle Blast, Peggle Blast. Peggle, Peggle Blast. Two. Two. Yeah. yeah. Yes, Peggle comes to the podcast once again. It says in parentheses. I feel experienced enough to give new players to the game plenty of tips and advice and probably write a small strategy guide on it. Oh. If you were tasked with writing a strategy guide, which game would you write it about and what would your top tip be? Top tip. Top tip. Um, I could think of maybe two games that I am perhaps good enough at to be able to write a guide on. You right there, Ashley? Yeah, yeah, my hands are cold. Okay. Just cooling your head down with your cold hands. <laughs> yeah. But she's fine, though, I'm remember? Fine. She's fine. She's absolutely fine. 
Um, either Spyro the Dragon, the first one, uh, or possibly uh, The Unholy War. Ooh. Oh, good. Which does have, I mean, both of those games have guides. I own them, but uh, I could write a better <laughs> I one. It's confused me that I own that. Then I was like, huh. Uh, my top tip, like if it's a broad kind of cross across the whole game tip for The Unholy War would be um, make sure you're using those teleporters. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, The Unholy War is it's kind of like, it's a bit like Smash Bros. It's like a brawler game, except it's got an extra dimension. It's a big square map rather than a, a side-scrolly type. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has far fewer attacks and things. When I say it's like Smash Bros., it's almost nothing like Smash Bros. <laughs> it's just a one-on-one. It's one an on arena one. fighter. It, yeah, it's an arena fighter, one-on-one arena fighter. And there are teleporters around all of the arenas that allow you to zip very quickly across. And depending on who you're playing as, they can be really handy. Because especially the AI will generally follow you if you go through one. So you can just kind of wait for them to jump through. Idiots. Very quickly attack them. <laughs> or you can out. place like uh, like hazards on the receiver node of the teleporter so they go through and get damage, stuff like that. Huh. Um, for Spyro, the biggest tip you can give on Spyro 1, really, is how to get the two very, very difficult crystal dragons, how to free the two hardest dragons in the game, where you have to do like really convoluted complex uh supercharge runs i um, hate those supercharge runs yeah they're pretty difficult um so that's definitely the biggest tip that anyone takes from any guy to spyro one but if it had to be a more general top tip for the whole game um i would either say use that sparks gem finding ability use it if you're playing yeah. on the reignited trilogy it's not available on the original ps1 build but it's available on reignited um if you're playing on ps1 then maybe just uh, make sure you're charging before you jump if you want to get a little bit more distance. Yeah. Don't just walk and jump and glide. What's wrong with you? Charge and jump and glide. Are you, an, are you some kind yeah, of imbecile? Dingus. What are you doing? Why are you walking everywhere? Stop. You're a dragon. Do you know how busy this guy is? Jesus. Stop wasting his time. I shouldn't have your, to write that into the guide, you moron. stationary leaps. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Those are my top tips. Don't mind if I blow my nose quickly. No, go for it. I'm just going to do it over here. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. That was Ashton's top tip there on how to breathe easy to when breathe you've got easy. a cold. Um, uh, so I'm not very good at most games. And also, I very rarely play a game more than once. Because once I've played it, I'm like, well, I enjoyed that. And I won't come back to it for a while until I've kind of forgotten about it. So it will intrigue me again. Um, so I... Didn't really know what to say about this, but then Peter was like, "What about The Sims?" And I was like, "I do know quite a lot about The Sims." You know about the stuff, but it's kind of like one of those things where there's no real goal in The Sims. It just depends on what you want to do. Like if you like to build, there's certain cheat codes that can really help you build that most people don't know about. So I'd probably like tell people to do testing cheats enabled. BB dot move objects on. That'll change your life. <laughs> change your life. Did laugh me. I'm not um, laughing. You did laugh. I did. <laughs> at, <laughs> at 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 me. Um, but yeah, I think that's what I probably do. Um, and again, I don't. I, mean, I don't play much Sims. I build a lot in The Sims, so I would write a build guide. Mm. But even then, I'm actually not very good at that. Most of my builds look the same. I just cover them in plants, and they look all right. <laughs> that's what <laughs> but, I do with my flats. Yeah, it's like a garden. Just cover it in plants. It works. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably the game I'm got the most experience in, most hours in. 
Um, probably, if you'd asked me this time last year, it probably would have been Animal Crossing, but I abandoned Animal Crossing about a year ago and I haven't gone back to it since, so. I remember a move objects on exploit that I think goes back to Sims 1 Mm. where uh, you would build your house and you could like make a little driveway. Yeah. And then you would wait until the car came to pick your Sim up from from work. And if you had move objects on, you could grab the car and move (laughs) it off the road and you could just have it on the driveway. You've, they won't be able to drive it or anything, but it just looked like they owned a car. Real yeah, car. that's yeah. same with like debug. You can get cars off debug and put them in your mm. driveway if you wanted. To. You or can't when use social them, services but... came to take away your baby and keep moving, you just move the crib <laughs> to the back of the garden, <laughs> and then they have to go to the back of the garden again, and then you move it back in the house <laughs> and then you just keep going. Yeah, so that's what I probably do. Then, mm-hmm. why is yours Dark Souls? <laughs> Sorry, what did you call me? Ben. I heard. Mm. <laughs> I have a blocked nose. I know. Ben is one of the hardest ben. words to say when you've got a blocked nose. It's got, but, uh, the uh sounds. Uh, not sound oh, it's like actually demon do. souls. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, thank you. No, that's fair Charlie. enough. I would write a strategy guide about demon souls because I have played it a lot and I know pretty much where everything is or how to do it. Yeah. And it makes sense in my brain. Uh, the piece of advice I would give... Oh, oh no! I would give someone who was just starting out would be um, I'd cut through the BS and just say, look, if you want to play on easy mode, be a magician. Be a magician. Use magic. It makes the game so much easier, and it almost breaks it really in terms of difficulty. <sighs> so if you want easy mode in Demon Souls, just play as a magician. It's not right. to say that playing as a magician is a sign of weakness or anything. It's just it genuinely makes the game a lot easier. So uh, if people were thinking of getting into Demon's Souls and they're like, oh, this is daunting. I've got to buy the strategy guys so I, so I know what the flip I'm doing. Page one, play Be as a, a magician. magician. There's no easy, there are no difficulty settings in this game. However, if you want the easiest experience, play as a magician. Hmm. There you go. Thanks, Ben. Easy peasy. It's time for something big. It's time for something that is a discussion. And chunky. Yeah. And chunky. It's time for the big chunky discussion. It's big discussion time, time for the big discussion. This week's big discussion comes courtesy of Freddie Weber. Thanks, says, Freddie. Dearest Bab, I trust this email finds you all well and dandy. It has been almost, not Ashton, actually. It is, oh, no, she's fine. I'm fine. It has been almost a year since the PS5 has been available, or not in most people's cases, if you will get technical about this. And yet, I still have no interest in getting one or even playing on a friend's. Several of my friends have one. My brother, too, who went through hell and high water to get one on its release. Hell and high water? Hell and high... Don't you <laughs> flipping say it. And when I ask all of them about their feelings towards it... Oh, are you going to say you went to school? <laughs> no, I'm not going to say it. That's a good one. He told one, me not though. to. That's a good one. Hell and high water. You should have let him say it. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. (sighs) And when I ask all of them about their feelings towards it, the response I get is, meh, it's all right. Am I completely out of the gaming loop? I am a certified casual gamer that the biggest gaming company can release the long-anticipated next-gen console that is very hard to get a hold of upon release, not cheap, and still doesn't have any OMG you have to play this game games, and we're all okay with this? Unless you not, which in itself is okay, unless it's not. I do hope this question makes sense. Kiss Kiss Freddy, Certified Casual Gamer and new Patreon member. Thank you, Freddy. Thank you, Freddy. Thanks, Freddy. We sort of talked about this like earlier in the year about how, you know, is it worth getting one right now? So we've sort of walked this ground before a little bit. but It it can seem um, a bit 
like, what's the point mm. uh, when a new console comes out? Because the launch lineups, the problem is you're going from a console, theoretically, you're going from the previous generation that has had its full lifetime. And when you look back across the years of that lifetime, there are all these amazing games and hits. And you're thinking, wow, wasn't the PS4 great? Or wasn't the Xbox One great? All these games. Then you're like, and now the next one's coming out and that's going to be even better. And then in that first year, there might not be a whole lot of amazing games because that's sort of what happens with launch titles. Yet, admittedly, I can see why some people would think that on this occasion, it is sort of still lacking that big, Mm. you must play this game. Mm. You know, if you think about the likes of, for example, Halo 1 on Xbox, that was very much a buy an Xbox because this game exists, you know. And there have been other games like that in the past. Um, You know, you could maybe say that about Time Splitters 2 or something. Was that a launch? No. Time Splitters 1. 1, oh yeah, which was not actually so good. Um, Not as good as Time Splitters 2. One of the best reviewed uh, PS2 launch games, Madden NFL 01 or whatever, 2000. Yeah, Yeah. 90-something percent. Right. Okay. Bonkers. Uh, but yeah, you know, there are, there've been early releases in the past or, or, you know, maybe within the first year of certain consoles where it would make you feel like, well, it's worth, almost worth getting the console just for that. And it's difficult to say whether there's been one of those for the PS5. I think, you know, if you're a fan of your Souls games, you might say that Demon's Souls is that, um, other people maybe looking for something new might even look at like Kana. Or, or something. I mean, not for me. It's not. A, it's not a game changer. But uh, I think some of it's coming down to personal taste. And you might look at the the lineup, whether it's the launch lineup or the uh, what we've seen in the first sort of twelve months. And uh, there might not be something for you necessarily, Freddie. But I think some people probably have found a game this year that has really blown their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 example I can think of is that. Emolition, our friend of the channel, seems to be absolutely in love with Returnal. And that's great, you know. Mm. And I suspect she would say that that's probably one of her favorite games, certainly at the moment, if not of the past however many years. Um, So there are people out there who have found uh, a huge game-changing game, if you'll pardon the pun. Um, But not everyone. Mm. So it's difficult, really, to say to give a, uh, an answer that works for everyone because it's it's very much case by case yeah i think so having had a ps5 and now gone back to a ps4 pro i there's a there is a significant difference in how a lot of games run slash look which is kind of what we knew already um i was playing guardian i was talking about playing guardians earlier um and that game struggles in a lot of combat situations. It stutters quite a lot because there's so much going on on screen, which I imagine doesn't happen very much on the PlayStation 5. Have you noticed any stuttering? Like no, I've had no stuttering. Stuttering, yeah. I've had quite a lot of stuttering during combat situations. And there are points where I think, oh man, I know that this would run much better on the PS5. It would look much better on the PS5. I'd have things from having the PS5 and playing on it. I'd have things that I have played before on that game, on that console that I'm now playing on my PS4 where I'm like, oh, this looked so much better on the PS5 and it played better. Do I want another one? Yes. Do (laughs) I need another one? Not really. Yeah, that's part of it. I don't need one. Like I, um, Fraser in our office seems to have like a black market PS5 dealership going on. He seems to always know where they're coming out. 
Um, and he sent me a link the other day, and there was one that was available for £525 that included a second controller. And I didn't need a second controller, and I'm not going to buy an, an extra controller just to have a PS5 mm. because I'm just, just me playing on it. I don't live with anyone else. Um, and so I was like, well, I don't need it right now, so I can wait until it's just, you know, the bog standard PS5 with a controller controller, um same way if there's like a bundle if there's a game that i'm not interested i'm not going to buy a bundle a bundles a bundle sorry um yeah i think that like it's fair enough to feel kind of like what's the word that i'm looking for apathetic apathetic yeah that is actually the word i was looking for um about the ps5 in general because like you say there's not necessarily a huge amount of games that are ps5 exclusives that have made you know, that make people want to play them. However, going forward, we know that the next couple of years, there's going to be more and more PS5 exclusives. Mm. There's going to be games that categorically do not run very well on the PS4 and are technically not PS5 exclusive, but will probably struggle on a PS4, um, whether you've got the Pro or not. I mean, the the regular PS4, I think, is going to start struggling, if not has already started struggling with a lot of new games anyway. Um, and the pro is, I've noticed, starting to struggle with a lot of AAA games that are coming out recently. Like Far Cry struggles with um, some of the graphical things. Guardians it struggles with. Kena it struggled with. So there's quite a lot of stuff that I think makes me want to go up to a PS5 eventually. But like you say, it's not like an urgent, I have to get one right now. It's only, I think, I want to get one before like Horizon and God of War come out next yeah. year because I want to play those in as high quality as I can. Um, my partner would say, I categorically cannot go back down to playing anything under 60 FPS because he is a real FPS uh, snob. snob. Nut. Snob, nut. yeah. A nut snob. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so he won't go back down to anything other than a PS5 because he knows that he can visually notice it. I can't really notice it very much, so it doesn't really bother me. But I can notice when things look better than on other consoles. So yeah, having gone back down, I would like a PS5, but it's not a necessity in my life right now. So there That's you are. Fair. That's fair. It has impossibly high standards to hit for a lot of reasons mm-hmm. um i think the stock scarcity is is really exacerbating things because people just hype it up in their mind mm-hmm. like what this is going to be the next game it's like gold thing. dust therefore it must be the best thing yeah. exactly and people want it because other people want it and people want it because other people have it and other people don't have it and it's actually ended up working out in sony's favor to an extent this because the the amount of outlets and social media presences that exist purely to alert people to stock drops make it feel like a big event when Mm. new ones are being released and it's outstripping the ps4 sales at this time in its lifetime so far uh even though there's been real stock issues so everyone who is a lot of people are probably building this thing up in its mind to be uh, in their mind sorry to be this like crazy incredible thing but ultimately we're in a weird space in the industry right now where we do have the vast majority of games that are coming to next gen all of them on xbox series x are also coming to the last gen as well the xbox one and the vast majority are doing that on playstation as well a lot mm. of exclusives are going to be on both ps4 and ps5 so there, there's even less of an argument to be made for having to upgrade yeah but having said that 
I would argue that the first year of the PS5's launch has been flipping brilliant for games, as has the Xbox Series X. There have been so many fantastic games released over the past year, because it's pretty much a year now, isn't mm. it, since yeah. both of the, both yeah. those systems launched. Um, and on the PS5 side, you know, there's been a number of exclusives. You've got Demon's Souls, you've got Returnal, you've got Ratchet, Ratchet and Clank. Clank. Again, as Peter said, was not Miles for Morales everyone. Was a PS5 exclusive as well? PS4 as well. Oh, was it? It was on PS4 too. But even mm. so, playing it on PS, playing, playing those games on PS5 is the best way to experience them yeah. because it's just a more powerful console. Mm. And that is really, I think, what people need to understand about the next gen is that Yes, it's going to take some time before last-gen support is taken away, and we really start to see what some of these consoles, uh, what these consoles can actually do. But we we have seen that to an extent already with some of these games, and the graphical capabilities are going to be incredible. But right now, the differences you're seeing are in load times, in performance, and just various quality of life things that, as Ashton's pointed out, you probably won't notice unless you're swapping between current and last gen mm. um there's just i think uh, people maybe have to change their expectations slightly in terms of what they think that they're going to get um i think that the ps5 and xbox series x are wonderful systems and they're they're just not necessary for everyone right now yeah. so that might be it but i guarantee you freddie if you talk to your friends or your brother after taking away their PS5 or whichever next-gen system they have and giving them the previous one and asking them to play the same games they've been playing on mm. that, they will want that PS5 mm -hmm. back. Uh, 100%. Because it's just... It's more of a... It's difficult to put into words. It's not an incremental step up. The PS5 and Xbox Series X are infinitely more powerful than mm. the Xbox One and the PS4. And even the PS4 Pro yeah. and the Series... Not Series. Xbox One X. That's mm. it, isn't it? Yes, sure. that was their that was their yes. point five iteration. Uh, they're infinitely more powerful than that, but it just so happens that while we're in this weird shared space between games coming out on both systems way longer than they've ever done in previous generations, the visual differences certainly are not going to be that different. And you, they may not have the games out yet exclusive to those systems that interest those people in particular. Mm. Um, but yeah, take take away their take away their next gen console and give them a last gen one and see how they find it. And there's a good chance that they they will understand why the next gen one is is quite as as special as it is. But it's still so early. Yeah. And this is no different than any other console generation. No, that's the thing. It's been a really strong first year. And if you had a PS4 at launch, if you had a PS3 at launch, if you had an Xbox 360 at launch, you would know that the first year was just kind of rubbish. It always is. Yeah. And by comparison. This first year, I think, has been spectacular, quite frankly. Yeah, I, I I, think it's been... I agree that there have been a lot of good games released, which, in some ways, you're right. It's kind of... That alone makes it better than other launches of certain games, uh, certain consoles. Mm. Um, but I, I, I'm still inclined to agree with Freddy that I think for a lot of people, there might not be a particular game that says you must buy a PS5 mm. or you must buy a, a, an Xbox series um, if you want to play that. Partly because of that multi-generational um, availability for most of these games. So even if a, a good and enticing game does come out, it might actually be available on PS4 depending on what your tastes are. So uh, yeah. yeah, that 
that's probably the difference, isn't it? It's just the the length of time that things have been releasing on both generations. Mm. Uh, Is that coupled with the stock availability, that, really? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, if, if PS5s were readily available and you could walk in and, to a shop and buy one physically today, uh, I don't think people would build it up in their mind anywhere near as much mm. or expect it to do more than previous console generations have done. And it has done more. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not going to be for everyone, obviously. But just try, um, yeah, you just sort of need to temper expectations, I think, to an extent and also work out, as you say, if now's the right time for you to j jump in because mm -hmm. there's a good chance all the games you want are available on the system you already have. So, yeah. Yeah. there we are well, there we go excellent well let us know your thoughts of course in the comments below and on social media and that sort of stuff Peter is going to tell you where hello go to youtube.com and <laughs> twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump to check out all of our content that's our video uploads and uh, on YouTube and also our streams on both YouTube and Twitch uh, when we are streaming on both of those platforms we are modded by Lord Brotovich Trowling Badger and Mr. Black thank you mods um, speaking of Twitch, if you've got Amazon Prime, mm. part of that bundle of wonderful rewards. Sorry, what? Allegedly. Bundle. Bundle. bundle uh, is a, a Twitch sub <laughs> that you can just spend on anyone. It won't cost you anything extra. So maybe maybe spend that on us if you like. We've got Twitter and Facebook. That's twitter.com and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. You can head to Twitter for things like video and live stream announcements um, and uh, discussion points from the podcast as well. Uh, and Facebook for legacy video content that's being uploaded there and uh, occasional Facebook lives too. Go follow the page. Uh, thank you. Yeah, go follow the page. If you don't mind. Please do. Please, please. Uh, thank you, Fraser, for looking after our Facebook for us and our Twitter. Yes. Uh, and finally, from me, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump is where you can go to look at all of our Patreon tiers. There are lots of rewards there. Um, it was changed semi recently and it just got more, it was just more value for money. We didn't take anything away, we just added new stuff. Um, so go and have a look at that if you haven't yet. Yeah, go on, dare you. Do it. We have a website, triplejet.mup, that's triplejut.mp. On that website, you can find all kinds of things. If you want to find our Discord, you can go to triplejet.mup forward slash Discord, where we're modded by Jack, Tori, and Hollowise. Um, we also have this podcast. If you want to listen to it in its audio form, they've been watching, but you want to listen to it again because it was just so good. Um, then you can go so to triplejet.mup forward slash podcast to find out where you can listen to it. Um, all of our live stream vods, if you miss one of the many live streams that we do a week, then you can go to triplejet.mup uh, forward slash vods to watch all of our VODs. And we also have a shop where you can buy some sick merchies. I think we're all sporting merch today. Oh, we are. So sorry, so oh, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm just so sorry. Um, <laughs> um, you can go to dribblejumpshop.com and find out about all new releases on Dribble Jump Shop on Twitter. And why not tag us and Triple Jump Shop on Twitter in your pictures when you get your merch? And we'll give it a like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If your merch is arriving. Why not follow Peter and Ashton on Instagram and Twitter at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton and myself just on Twitter at confused underscore dude. Yeah. We do lists every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday being the joint streams on YouTube, Monday, Tuesday, Blaze Wednesday, it. Friday being the solo streams on Twitch. Worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier Sunday for everyone else.
listens to the podcast every Saturday. We do shows once every other week or thereabouts. Why not leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice? It helps something to do with algorithms. Triplejump.gg if you want that virtual currency and the digital doodahs and the whiz-whiz and the, the thing-thangs and the bundas, the tim-tams and so on. The tat appeal is still running. Yes. You have time, but we are close to calling it. 19th of November is the cutoff. If you want to send us some tat to be opened in a big video at the end of the year, worst games, that kind of stuff, um, do send it in ASAP. There's lots of boxes. I'm really excited. We have lots of boxes. Some of you have already done it. I think we could make a seat out of how many boxes we've got. Yeah, like an iron throne. Like an iron throne. We probably could. Cardboard. Ashton does lists now. She do. Announcement. Ashton do lists now. She's been do lists for a while. On Monday. Finally going out. They're going on the channel. We've got plenty now. So we've started. They get better, I promise. The first one, I think, is like, that was like the first one I ever recorded. So it is not, it's not as best. But um, no, I re-recorded that one like three times. (laughs) But they get better, I promise. We had a little tutoring session. Yeah, we did. And then I had to re-record it anyway. So. Well, she's doing very well, so go check out her lists on it's a good Monday. list. I enjoyed it. It's available on YouTube right now. It is on the YouTube. Uh, 10 Best Resident Evil Villains? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. Ma- Sorry, there's a pipe. Toilet flush. Mario Party Superstars. We did a quip scope. That's available on this podcast feed, or if you want to see some gameplay as well, it's on the YouTube channel. Go check it out. Fun little pot of game for four friends. Still don't understand why you only have four players. No, Seems really stupid to me. Yeah. And these two flipping superstars raised a whole bunch of money for cats protection, and you guys at home did as well. Thank you cats. so much for donating. A thousand pounds raised for Porson Players and Cats Protection. I'm going to go help out all those lovely little furry cats. Was it 1,004 pounds? 420. 1,004 pounds and 20 pence. Mm. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely incredible. The you say we did it, you guys did it. Yeah. So well done you. Yeah. 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 And Ashton was like really <laughs> suffering that day as well. <laughs> and now she's back in suffering again. <laughs> just remember you going over and over again, just like, hey, no worries, Cara. And she's just like... <laughs> Just trying to be the Irish, the Irish. <laughs> oh cat. no, you didn't do an Irish. No, accent. no, didn't. no I didn't okay, do an yeah. Irish accent. I just, just kept calling it me was... Cara because that was what the <laughs> was script the... was. Yeah, and then Cara. Peter kept going. Do you want me to take over the narration? I'd go, yes, please. <laughs> no, I'm fine, Bob. I got the word fine. Well, there's just enough time to talk about the sponsor once more of this week, Peter. Um, well, Austin. look, everyone's got together uh, this week to talk about um, what we can all do as a as a planet to combat climate change. Yes. Yeah. All of the you know all the big name countries are there: UK, US, Japan, Russia. Um, but perhaps the biggest star would be Riders Republic, who are there just saying, "Hey, let's all cycle everywhere." You know, let's not don't go in your car. Because fumes and stuff. So uh, we're sponsored by Ryan. We're sponsored by Ryan's Republic. This, this, this Thanks, Ryan's Republic. Right, bye, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.